0: Hey, cleaning nation! Mike Campion here with Suzanne Bandick, one of our amazing mindset coaches, i.e., the one that makes everyone feel good when maybe myself makes people feel bad of our clients. Um, Anyway, she is here to talk beliefs. Recently, I feel like for dudes, at least, you say mindset coach, I don't want that. Just tell me what to do. Um, But if you say beliefs, which I think is almost a synonym for mindset. Um, certainly as it relates to business, that's more helpful. So the belief that, uh, she picked for today, and I'm very excited to talk about is the thought, the belief, the mindset, whatever word you want to put around it, that what I've done in the past will equal my future. And there's so many questions, but I'm just going to let Suzanne kind of broach the subject. And when I can't hold back anymore, I will jump in (laughs) with my question. Suzanne, welcome. Talk to us.
1: Thank you, Mike. Okay. Chosen topic is don't let your past define your future unless you like it.
0: Oh, it's just good. That was one of my questions already is. Is that always bad? Or sometimes can that be good? So that unless you like it, Suzanne's like, if you'd read what I said and listened to me, you would have known.
1: No, so, I didn't say that yet.
0: Oh, okay. So what? let's go through both, right? I'm guessing because okay. there's no unilateral, everything about my past is good. And there's certainly no, everything about my past is bad. So I'm guessing for all of us, there's certain things from our past we'd like to to bring forward and certain things we'd like to not bring forward. How do you deal with that sister? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's having a look. What happens is we drag around a lot of past stories, and we have identities that are created from those stories, and we have identities that are sometimes created by us and by other people, well-meaning people, whether it's parents, friends, teachers, and imagine being adults still carrying all this past story and this past baggage, so it's important to realize we have it and then to decide, first of all, does it serve me? Do I like it? Like, hey, I've been successful in the past. Let's just take that success and springboard it into this new adventure.
0: So you, I don't want to say glossed over, but you mentioned something really important that I think I, I know I'm weak at. and I think maybe our, our listeners might be as well the concept of recognizing it. So I think there's the parts of our history that we recognize were, you know, Oh, well, my, you know, it's so funny too, because there's the uh, old story of the twins who were raised by an alcoholic father. And one said, I never drank, you know, and they said, why not? And he goes, well, how could have I, my, my father was an alcoholic. How could, how could anyone raise like that drink? And then the other twin was an alcoholic and they said, well, why are you an alcoholic? And he said, well, how could I have been any other way? My father drank and you know, I was I was stuck with that. So they both have the same past and they they chose different stories. But I think the I won't say the problem, opportunity probably is so many of us bring beliefs forward. So the one about the alcoholic dad is, you know, pretty easy, straight line, whatever you choose to believe from that. Like, okay, I get that if I had an alcoholic father that is going to influence how I look at alcohol. I think we kind of get that. But there also might have been things where he was really kind to my mother or really angry or really, and by the way, I'm not talking about my father, just in general, Mm -hmm. um, that are probably just as likely to get pulled forward, but more insidious. Because if I keep, you know what I'm saying? Like the guy that's like, my dad was an alcoholic, therefore I am or I'm not, at least he is in some sort of driver's seat around. I saw that belief. I adopted it. I chose to make it mean a thing. So there's some control there, but let's say He was a really good dad and loved my mom. Well, let's make a bad one because it's, you know, we want the good, you know, he was terrible to my mom. And I didn't, that's been dragged ahead, but I haven't really acknowledged it. And then now somehow I feel compelled to be terrible to my wife without even knowing why. How do we kind of pull those out for better or for worse? The ones that aren't obvious? Because I think we all have some that we get and there's a lot that we don't get. How do we get to those bad boys?
1: Right. Well, and a lot of our, this is a lot, Mike. But let's
0: (laughs) have we met. Did you not know what to expect when you get a juicy
1: topic like that? We're diving deep, lady. You're smart. I need to get all your brain juice out. Let's go. (laughs) Let's let's sort this out. First of all, from the stories, from our experiences, we've created habits
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and habits are how we traditionally think about things and how we do things,
0: how we get to work every day without realizing what happened between we got in the car and we got to work
1: brushing our teeth when we first get up or after we eat, right? It, we don't think about it anymore. So I guess the question would be, if you have something that comes up in your life and you think, this doesn't make me happy. Mm. This bothers me. This isn't good for my life, right? If you've got something that makes you feel not, let's, let's just be straight out, not happy.
0: Well, and then I'm you, think, this you,
1: you think, light. why?
0: well, there's a piece I want to not now because it's too many, too many open loops and I want to make sure we get to the bottom one thing, but okay, next time we talk, Suzanne, we need to talk about the difference between happiness, fulfillment, joy, because there are a lot of things that I think are really good for me and really beneficial in my life that do not make <laughs> me happy. So I, I, and I, I don't even know if we're getting maybe a little political, but um, this call right now, if you said, describe how you feel. Well, I enjoy speaking to Suzanne. I think we're giving value. I think I'm growing. There's a lot of emotion. I I get fulfillment when we create content, I think brings value to the world. But do I? am I happy? If I was like, what's the one adjective to describe my time with Suzanne? I don't know. That would be happy. Same with my son, right? He's seven. And um, he's a huge pain in my butt because he's a kid. He wants goofy stuff. But it's also one of my favorite things in the world. But I wouldn't say he makes me happy, right? Like that's, and frankly, it's not his job. So not today, but future episode. I want to really dive into this whole myth of happy. I think that is overused. But let's say we've got a habit that gets us the result that we want. We don't have to define it as happy just yet, but it gets us a result we want. Continue. Okay.
1: Feel good. Let's say feel good sure. instead of happy.
0: Even then, if I, you know, now you really so, got me being a pain in the butt. I still don't know that everything that makes me, you know, well, maybe. Okay. It's,
1: it's Definitely it's next call. I wrote it yes, down. I'm so
0: dying. Okay, you I will I'll keep put, it I'll on keep track. I
1: wrote it down. Next <laughs> okay. call together. For this one, if you, if, if something's going on, okay, let's take it to a cleaning business. Okay. And you're like, you're saying to yourself, I don't like this and it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's to do with employees. Maybe it's to do with how your clients treat you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I this can work in personal, by the way, as well. So whether abs- it's the all way of I'm this interacting does. with my seven-year-old or the way I'm interacting with my team or the way I'm interacting with clients or the success, I'm getting, Yeah, all of it.
1: that's the beauty of this put it in any area of your life and by the way if you get one area of your life working well chances are it spills out into the other areas of your life but if one area of your life is like if you're working if your business is just agitating you you're going to come home and it's going to translate into your family Mm. that agitation right so that's why we want to work on all the different parts
0: well and like we talked about I think where you're getting to is because I, I had it backwards, by the way. I'm like, how do you find the beliefs that are negatively impacting you, but you don't know? And you're like, start with the results and under hiding under that result is probably a belief. So if I fix that, not fix, if I replace that belief, that's not helping my relationship with my wife with a healthier belief, it's probably going to help me with my relationship with my son. Am I the people I work with and the people I work for and all that? So I'm I'm seeing it come together, Suzanne. Keep talking.
1: Exactly. So if we go back to something that happens in your business and it keeps happening, and you say, why does this keep happening? I don't like it. Mm. Then let's go backwards and let's say, hmm, what stories, what Mm -hmm. past things have added up to my belief that this is just going to keep happening? Mm -hmm. And then, then when you notice it, you can say, What do I choose to have happen? What would I rather have happen? What's my empowering thought and how can I change this? That's the recognition from taking something that you think is habit, it's reality, it's my belief, but I don't like it, and saying, wait a minute, I have a measure of control in this. Mm. That's the, the point where change can happen.
0: Yeah, because if I believe I kept doing this and getting that, Mm -hmm. and we take it a step back, I probably kept believing this, which caused me to do that, which caused me to get this. So if we're going to go backwards and go, I don't want to get this anymore. Okay, what would I have to do differently to get something different? Which most of us get, but like, what would I have to believe to do something different? Because if I believe screaming at my wife is the best way to get her to do what I want, I might be able to not scream at her sometimes just through sheer force of will, but I'm probably going to continue that bad behavior. But if I believe screaming at my wife ultimately is not good for me or her or the relationship and I'll never get anything I want in in life and it's going to lead to divorce court, which I don't want, that now it's much easier to change the behavior
1: once I change a belief. Fair? Right. And let's take that specific example, Mike. Are you, if you decide, if you look at this and you say screaming at my wife doesn't make her happy, no. doesn't make our family happy ends up not making me happy she's not happy she's going to be pissed off at me and right? honestly
0: some of those bad behaviors for us not that i scream at my wife but right. we don't feel good at the, in the it, perfect example of it's like this gross thing that you know like gossip like it feels kind of a gross kind of a good but not a healthy kind of a good and i think screaming at anybody right. um, other than get out the, the house is on fire <laughs> doesn't so, make anyone feel good in the moment
1: so what happens is you've taken in a past story that maybe that was you saw your your father do that right i understand this isn't you but we're just taking this generic yeah, example don't just search
0: old man and the man's not even here to defend himself
1: you <laughs> you saw your father you saw someone else this is your belief of this is what happens this is what i've always done this is how i react yeah. is how you're gonna say this is how i'm made up or but you decide
0: here's how people react like it's not just me that's just the truth okay
1: okay so now we're gonna say wait a minute I notice this. It's no longer just a habit. It's no longer running invisibly, controlling you because you're saying, wait a minute, this is happening. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And now you say, hmm, I've decided I'm going to behave differently. Decide ahead of time. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to be rational. I'm going to focus on being kind. Now, Whatever you decide that helps you get there, will you always get it perfect? No, because the old habit is very, very strong. It's been with you for a long time. So what you have to do in that instance is say, oh, wait a minute, I started yelling. I'm choosing not to yell anymore. So even if it's in the middle of this harangue, You would stop and you would say, oops, sorry, I didn't intend to do that. And you could catch yourself then. So will it always, and this is key for everybody to realize, when you've got a really strong habit and you decide to make a change, will you always get it perfect? Take with your employees, how you treat your employees. Will you sometimes forget the new way you want to treat your employees? Yes. Yes but you just have to stop and recognize and every second is new.
0: Yes. And I would encourage those who, cause for me when it's any sort of habit that I don't like, I find it goes in and we we'll use the <laughs> yelling at my poor wife. <laughs> I don't know where we're getting to that, but um, we we'll use that. So some people might go, Suzanne, I just go, I don't even get it. In the moment, my kids, my wife, treating whatever, yelling, just, treating other humans badly. Um, I don't even feel till afterwards. Like, okay, well, here's, so, you know, you kind of stopped at what I would say to be like step three of, even if in the middle, you hear yourself do it, you can stop then. I would go step one would be after I've already yelled at my wife or whomever. Usually I would just in my pride and arrogance go that she deserved it. They were bad. It's, you know, I would have no humility around it. Um, At any point afterwards, if I go, you know what? I just remember now, two days later, call it. I, I made a new decision. That's not what I want to do. I screwed up. Well, right now, even two days after, I can A to myself go, is that what I want? Is that really getting what where I want? Yes or no? B, I can go make it right. Hey, baby, I'm sorry. You know, I told you I was going to stop yelling. I did it and I was a jerk, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe the next time you get it a day afterwards. And maybe Bye. the next time you get it right afterwards. And maybe Bye. the next time... You feel it in the middle, but you don't stop, but you at least know you've got alarms going off that you never had before. And then the next time, maybe you just tamp it down. So even if it takes a little bit, if you've got some forward progress, don't feel like you've got to go right from, this is a habit for 10, 20, 30 years or whatever. And now I'm going to, in the middle, like get it. It might be, it might be gradual, granular, but I think for me, I'm more kind of trajectory If the direct, if the trajectory is in the way I want it, I'm much better than if I get a bunch of massive benefits, but then I go backwards. If that makes sense.
1: You've got it. You've got it. But it's the choice. If you don't make the choice, the change won't happen. Maybe the change takes six months or a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't happen in a week. But the choice will create an entire new reality.
0: So let me get back to our original point and kind of give the big fear I think a lot of our, our listeners may have or viewers Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only asset I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now back to the show. We have a powerful story about, I'll just, we'll use the kind of the alcoholic father, right? So say I've had an alcoholic father and... Alcohol is not my thing. Thank goodness. And I feel bad for those people that are controlled by it. Um, yeah. And I, by the way, part of the reason I don't drink alcohol is I'm like, I would be terrified. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, i would be so addicted. So let's say not only have I been addicted to alcohol, but it's been 20 years, maybe I'm 40 or maybe it's been 30 years. Maybe my dad was an alcoholic and I started when I was 15. And I, this is about as an extreme example as I can get of of changing behavior. And the first time I quit or went to rehab or did whatever I I wanted, I had high hope. And I I think whatever that behavior is, growing in business, being an alcoholic, yelling at your spouse, the more times we fail, that really builds up and buttresses the story of, I'm just, like you said, it becomes, it moves from my dad drank, I drank, or I'm a kid and I drank, and now I've been drinking for 10 years. Now I've been drinking for 20 years. i tried to quit. And it now becomes like this identity, like- doesn't even just like, I'm a person who drinks, like I am an alcoholic. How do we, and I I like picking the most extreme because we can kind of walk our way through that, that anything below that's like, oh, walk in the park. You know, if I I can stop drinking alcohol, goodness gracious, I can treat my employees better or have better conversation with a customer or, or whatever. So how do we, in that extreme case where we've tried and failed, tried and failed, tried and failed, it's so tempting and easy to go, but I've tried everything, Suzanne, or if I'm talking to myself, Mike, how will it be different now? How do we not take that story when it's a big, deep, and wide story um, into the future when it, we know it doesn't serve us?
1: Specifically for alcoholism, it's not my area of expertise. That well, particular a, yeah, example I'm, goes way beyond. Yeah. So for, my yeah, sorry knowledge. about that. Cause that
0: does, that's a, a physical. Um, So let's just yeah please this, this we are a, a business coaching thing this isn't about alcoholism <laughs> quitting alcohol neither of us are qualified to talk about that but I do believe if I was qualified and I knew the physical ramifications and how to deal with that part of it and the you know the, the deeper stuff the things that we're talking about would be wildly helpful if there's anyone that is successful in that I'm sure there is some component of you can't take that story forward so let's just carve Abs- off that piece
1: absolutely and and. A lot of times, okay, look at look at everybody, whether they're growing a cleaning company or whether they're just living life, doing everything, people that we meet, right? Mm-hmm. There's always past stories that we have of our experiences and our labels and our judgments of ourselves that follow us. And there're things like, maybe they're "I never followed through, Mm. And I haven't been successful before. I have a string of past failures. Um, I've always struggled with money.
0: But those are all third hand. Let's get real personal. I'm a failure, right? So there's a difference. So even Suzanne, she's got such a powerful mindset. She can't even say an I am statement when it's negative, even when she's faking, because it's so foreign to her. So say it's penetrated the, I've always make mistakes, or I've made, I've got a success of, you even soften it for yourself because you're so natural at this. I've now owned it. I am a business failure. I've tried over and over, Suzanne. You don't understand. I am bad at business. Fact, right. end of statement. How do we, how do we unwind that okay. <laughs> bundle of Christmas lights? <laughs>
1: <laughs> First is saying, huh, just acknowledge it. And, and then you need to pull it apart a little bit. Mm. What have been, let's, let's look at the positive. What have been successes in my life? Mm. What have I been good at?
0: That is probably one of my favorite exercises, Suzanne, when we make a global statement, either way, I'm good at business. I'm bad at business. It mm-hmm. really doesn't matter. I think if we allow the devil's advocate for either position time, It's pretty easy to dismantle that. So even if you take Elon Musk, who I think pretty well regarded as a good businessman, I'm sure if he, or just even myself for what I know about him, he has failed and been on bankruptcy and needed government handouts and made some very terrible decisions. If we could just kind of paint that picture, right? Like if no one had met Elon Musk and we could, and the deal was, I have to convince you as a bad businessman only using facts. I'm pretty confident. Again, if you didn't know the whole story, you just knew what I told you, but I could only say facts. I couldn't lie. And you gave me a minute and I had all the facts. I could convince you either way if you gave me that minute. And it's like, okay. So then, if that's true with Elon Musk, who I think those of us who have lots of facts are pretty confident there's quote unquote a right answer, we could do the same with us. So, like, I'm terrible at business. Like, Do you love business? Yeah. Well, most people don't. That's, you know, 99% of people want to be employees and there's nothing wrong with that. Just the fact that you love it shows you something. Have you, are you in business? Yeah. Okay. Have you failed a bunch? Yeah. Well, most people wouldn't, if you're bad at business, you probably have half of it's just not giving up. So you're still doing it. You're asking the question. You're listening to this podcast. You're, you know, it's like, you don't fail till you quit, right? Like if you look at any professional football game, successful company, there was a point where if you pulled it out right at that moment, oh my God, that was a complete failure. So I love that exercise of pulling anything apart of any global statement of, I suck at this. I'm great at that. I am, any I am statement and going, is that really the truth? And if you give yourself that, I can only use facts, but give me a minute to just hit 20 bullets at that, but I'm a terrible business. Now let me switch sides and hit 20 facts that I'm a good one. it's like, so if the facts don't really come to definitive argument or definitive end, especially with Elon Musk. Why on God's green earth? Why don't I just pick the facts that get me to the result that I want, which is a good businessman.
1: Bingo. Choose the thoughts that serve us. We are so ready to go to all the things that we do wrong, all the things that we didn't do right, all the things that we failed at. Come on, that's humanity. That's even me. That used to be my story.
0: And how much of that is good? Because there is a degree of, you know, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it, but that doesn't mean you have to live there. So how do you kind of walk that tightrope? Uh, we can't just glibly pretend we've never made a mistake, not helpful, but we certainly should beat ourselves. Go ahead.
1: But what if we said all of my past experiences, whether I've liked them or not, have added up to the success I will be now?
0: Or could if I chose to access them that way.
1: Right. Well, it's always the choice. How do we look at anything? Is it good or bad or right or wrong? That's our judgment.
0: And I think that brings us back to where we started earlier of if I have the habit, now instead of screaming at my poor bride, I'm screaming at myself. Mike, you idiot, you whatever, you whatever. And maybe the first thing is I don't catch it till that night at bed when I'm like, oh my gosh that conversation when I was having with Suzanne, my coach, who was trying to tell me it was going to be okay. I was so committed to proving her wrong and showing her that this was impossible. My people were different. I think I really missed an opportunity there. Like maybe that's all I got is maybe, or even days later. And then we kind of step-by-step step get closer and closer to catching it right in the moment and making a decision then go ahead. Susan.
1: Right. I think the key is sometimes we forget that in this present moment, we can always make a new decision. And that's very strongly where the topic that I wanted to cover is. Don't let your past define your future unless you like it. So we have to say, what is it that I want? Do I feel totally capable? Okay, take it back to being a successful business owner of a cleaning company, Maybe your whole past story, you started this business because you loved cleaning and you just see yourself as the cleaner. How can you step back and see yourself as the owner? That's Mm -hmm. not even your identity. Mm -hmm. But if you want to grow the business, you want to be successful, you have to see yourself as the owner. Well, that just means you start making some new choices, taking some new thoughts. What would an owner do? How do I look at my business? What would I do on any given day?
0: And let me give you, just in case there's some of you that like, have thought these things but haven't made the connection, let me connect the dots for you because Suzanne and I have heard this a couple times. Some unhelpful beliefs that will not serve you. No one wants to work in my area. What if people quit? Other people can pay more. I'm not good enough. Nobody wants to work with me. People are lazy. These are all things that are arguably true. Um. And
1: arguably untrue.
0: And arguably, yeah. Well, again, you know, devil's in the details. People are lazy. Some people, sure. but <laughs> Some people aren't. And just to show you how ridiculous some of these truths or false truths can be, or false beliefs can be, we will have four interviews in a row that, you know, we would coach you don't have full-time people. And there's a lot of reasons we won't get into that. But four in a row go, I need full-time work. And it's, how could you, pause? I can't feed my family up. So we make a global statement. I'm in Phoenix. There's 5 million people here. I talk to four. And let's say you're in a, it doesn't matter. You're in a town of 100,000. I've talked to four. And they all say, I need full time work. This isn't fair. You're a bad person, which is unlikely to happen. You know, likely they might go, I need full time work. But we hear you're a bad person. You're trying to scam me something weird. So we make a distinction. We'll take it down to 10,000, which I'm guessing 90% of you plus are in a a city with at least 10,000 people. All 10,000 us need full-time jobs. We just make a global statement. People don't want to work part-time. No, some people don't want to work part-time. Okay, and if there's three people and two of them don't want to work part-time and you need 10, well, we got a problem. But if there's 10,000 people and 7,000 don't want to work part-time and 3,000 do, and you need four of them, What are we doing here? So we make up a lot of sloppy truths. No one wants to work in my area. And again, what that probably means is there's a subset of people that don't want to work. And there's another subset that do want to work, but don't want to clean toilets. So again, that takes a subset of people that do want to work and do want to clean toilets. Maybe in your area is only 8% of the population, whereas another area would be 15% of the population. But even 8% is a thousand times more people than you need. So what are we doing here? Um, All right. Suzanne, I, uh, I feel like I always get so excited and talk too much. I'm going to let you end any way you see fit with a monologue on anything you'd like to cover. And I will <laughs> smile and nod until, until you've gotten all the wisdom out you want to get out.
1: <laughs> oh my, I'm not used to this.
0: I know. It's confusing. <laughs> I should have warned you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Repetition is a good thing when we're trying to change our mindset. So again, don't let your past stories, your past beliefs, your limitations, your labels, do not let them limit you in your future. You can choose at every moment a new thought. And it doesn't have to be from black to white. It can be, I think there's the possibility, right? Take the gentle step so that 16-year-old Suzanne would have gone from black to white. Now I understand you need the bridge. <laughs> Suzanne has matured a little. So find the possibility that my new truth could be my new future. And ask. Just, just work it out. And if you need the help, call on us. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes it just helps to run this through another person. But it's always... What is my more empowering thought? What is my new choice? And make it happen. Take the action. Done.
0: Beautifully said. We have coached thousands of people. And we start finding traits that all the successful people share. And rarely do the unsuccessful people have. Um, one of which is decisiveness. Decisiveness. They, successful people, whether they start rich or start poor, make decisions. And when they don't like the outcome of a decision they make, you know how they fix it? They make another decision. So what Suzanne said is decide right now to go, yes, I did X, Y, and Z, and I got ABC result. I don't want ABC. I'm going to do A, B, and C, and now get one, two, three result. Make a decision. If that doesn't work, make another decision. Um, Last thing, Suzanne is absolutely spot on. Only thing I would agree with in the whole realm of what you did before dictates who you are now. If the rules are you can't change any behavior. If you have to keep, or, or circumstance, you have to keep doing the same thing and live in the same circumstance. Yes, it is very likely that will be who you are. So if, and, but here's a beautiful thing. Suzanne said to decide. I'm like, I don't want to decide. That's a decision. If you decide I'm going to keep doing the same thing and keep thinking the same way, you're like, Oh, I got out of a decision. No, you didn't. That in and of itself is a decision. And then you just can't be shocked when you get the same thing. So, reaching out to either us or some other human who can help you ask better questions and focus on better things is going to not just expedite your speed of your results, but the way you experience those results will be far, far better. I would rather be poor and happy than rich and miserable And by if you ask yourself the wrong questions, you can absolutely get too rich and miserable. And if you ask yourself the right questions, you could be happy even if you happen to be broke now and you've got a much, much better shot at at getting rid of the broke. So find someone to help do something different. Let me even make it worse. Let's say you reached out to someone before and it didn't work. Say that guy or that guy was a scam and they didn't help you. Okay, well, you learn from that. And if you go, well, I'm never going to get help again because that guy or that gal was a scam, in your opinion, most of the time they're not. They've gotten other people results. But let's just say this guy was literally or gal or company or whatever, literally it was just out to take your money. And that was their the, that was their stated purpose is to scam you. Okay, well, that was a decision. And if you're like, I'm going to mean that to go, I'll never get help again. Who are you really hurting? <laughs> that guy's got your money. He's gone. He didn't give a crap. You just said, he shot me in the foot. I'm going to shoot myself in the other foot. That'll, that'll teach him. Or you can go, okay, I'm going to be more selective about who I get help with. Or I'm going to be a little more astute, but I'm still going to go forward. It's still a decision. Anything to add before we call it?
1: Yes, let me just add, doing it alone is hard, not impossible, but hard. But if you surround yourself with the right people, however you find those right people, surround yourself with the right people, the changes get easier.
0: So yeah, it's a decision. There is no such thing as I'm going to do this alone. Who am I choosing to do it with? (laughs) <laughs> right, So there's, you know, when Susan, you can't do it, of course you can't do anything alone. I can't eat. I don't have chickens. If I want eggs, I depend on some other human, right? I don't have, everything is interrelated. So there isn't even a, I'm never going to need help again. Of course you are. You, you just who are, is it going to be from another coach? Is it going to be from the friends that you talk with? Are those healthy friends? Who are we going to, there is no such thing as alone. It's just who intentional about I'm making a decision about who I spend my time. All right. Rant over. I will step off my uh, soapbox. Guys, gals, if you want more help, growandcleaningcompany.com has over 900 free podcasts. We talk about getting with a community. There's 15,000 people in the Facebook group. We have a whole team of people. All we do all day every day is help owners get the beliefs and the actions that they need to do to get the results that they want. growandcleaningcompany.com has all the details. There's not a single thing for sale there. Check it out. See you there. Well, here we are the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job.